You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. I feel like we should play spooky music because it's Halloween, our Halloween spectacular. Is it Halloween this week? This it is. coming week is yes. So Halloween will uh, will happen before we do another podcast. That's Correct. what I'm getting at. Okay, so this is our Halloween edition early. <laughs> um, we have nothing prepared, hardly. It's what do you mean? Scary wise, we do. I might scare you throughout the thing. I might go. <laughs> so this is uh, Sunday, October the twenty fifth, two thousand and nine. This is after the show number ninety. <laughs> that would only scare me because I would think you're having like a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. This is uh, after the show number 93, and we're going to be looking at a scary movie, or a horror movie, this week, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, Army of Darkness, the Screwhead Edition, Blu-ray disc, and uh, this is a movie from 1992, but it's obviously released in 2009 on Blu-ray for the first time. It's uh, out on Blu-ray on Tuesday the 15th of September, so it was a, a while back. I just want to mention an interesting thing. It's out now. And if you buy it now, you get a $5 coupon in the box to get some Halloween candies. Another Halloween... Um, obviously, if you go and buy this yeah, after Halloween, week. it's a point. No, it, they're good until Does November 30th. Right, okay. So you get this, this $5 coupon, which isn't a coupon where you have to go to the store, buy a load of stuff and get... And then you can get five... You can just go and get $5 worth of candy. You don't have to buy any. There's no purchase required, is what I'm saying. So it's kind of like a free... Well, there is a purchase required. You have to buy the candy. If the candy costs $5, the coupon is the... Uh... Right? If the candy costs $3... Yeah, but what if I buy, like, shoes and socks and a tire and some candy? Then the coupon takes the money So then the what candy. if there's a difference in me... Do they have to scope through my whole basket and go, Oh, you didn't get any candy, so I'm not giving you the $5 off. The clerk is not going to give a crap problem. I think you probably have to... <laughs> they, they might have to swipe some... Candy might have to be on the receipt, is what I'm saying. Anyway. Maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, you can go and get five free do- $5 worth of candy for free, which is nice at this time of year, because you can buy it and give it to kids. And we have on. enough DVDs that we have three of those coupons. Yes, exactly. But you can only claim one at a time, so Correct. we have to we have to do the... And only limited stores and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's not that limited, though. You, you've, everybody's got a Walmart or a Target. Kmart, Target, yeah. Walmart. So, yeah, there's a free Halloween candy thing in the, in the box. Um, and... This is from our friends at Universal, and you're going to tell us what Army of Darkness, <clears throat> aka Bruce Campbell versus the Evil Dead, uh, the Army of the Army dead. of Darkness. <laughs> no, the Army of the Dead. It said, I Did thought, it? No. I think that was the original title. But I have to disagree. I don't think this is scary nor horrific in any way, shape, or form. So I don't know why it's classified as a horror movie or a scary movie. Um, but uh, I <laughs> well, I mean, there's some gore, I guess. Some play horror, you know? So I don't consider that a horror movie necessarily. I, I consider it a comedy horror. Yeah. It's kind of... It was... It's more like, ooh, instead of horrific. Kind of like Drag Me to Hell was. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Not, comedy not precisely. Because even Drag... We watched Drag it Me to Hell. It wasn't as cheeky, though. Drag Me to Hell. Anyway, no. the synopsis for this one is... Ash, who has previously had a lot of crap happen to him in some other movies... 
So yeah, let's, if you've let's, never if you've never watched though, I'm not gonna go back. I'm gonna say if you've never watched and you watch this and it flashes back in the beginning to show you that he went out in the woods with a girlfriend, something horrible happened to her, and then he was sucked into this vortex somewhere in there. It explains that he cut cut off his own hand and is now at a chainsaw attached to his arm, etc. And now he's been plunked through this big vortex of evil into the thirteenth thirteen hundred the year thirteen hundred AD, I believe he said. Not that that's relevant, necessarily, but... And they are experiencing some kind of attack and creepy stuff from something dark and evil, and it, of course, is the uh, this thing that he keeps bringing back to life from the Book of the Dead. The Necronomicon. The ne- Necronomicon, and... It's... Hmm. I don't know how to explain the rest of the story without... I mean, it's... He's got to get the book to save everybody and get back to his own time. And there's a lot of... To me, it's like a complete slapstick fest. Wouldn't you say? Yep. How would you define it? Because you're the one who's watched them all and loved them your whole life, basically. Uh, Well, let me explain. Uh, Army of Darkness is Evil Dead 3, essentially, which is a series of horror movies. The other two... Evil Dead 1 being an actual horror movie Evil Dead 2 being comedy slash horror Evil Dead 3 being mainly comedy I would say you know they kind of evolved into something more so um, it's the third in the series it's a big departure from the other two because of the time setting and because the Bruce Campbell Ash character is made more cheeky than he was in the previous you know it reminds me of when I think of it now Sam Raimi in this particular movie his style is it's like a big adventure ride at a theme park come to life because it's got you know it's got elements of other movies like too. you're going down a, a river thing in a cave and they've got the skeletons that jump out at Why you Land of the Lost creepy shit yeah that's what that right. it's like a movie of that basically yeah surely so, this is a ride somewhere I don't know Evil Dead. Universal. Evil Dead, the ride. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. And you get possessed and thrown awesome. down a hole. Yeah. So it's, you know, I love the Evil Dead series. I have, I watched these when they originally came out. Um, in fact, I've got a story about this one, Evil Dead 3. I had seen the other two, and I knew the third one was coming out, and I wanted to go and see it theatrically. So I booked tickets to see it. And it's one of. it was a small release... Um, in, in Britain. I'm not sure what it was like here, but it wasn't on at all cinemas. It probably opened at, like, you know, the small smallest amount possible. And I found out that it was on at my... Well, not my local theatre, but there was one in Bolton where I lived in uh, Lancashire. And it was on there. And I thought, oh, cool, because I kind of like that cinema. I've been there before. They've got decent screens. <laughs> so I went to the cinema, and I lined up with a bunch of other Evil Dead fans. And... Uh, got to the ticket thing and give them my ticket and they said it's to in the you go up the stairs and it's to the right and I'm thinking there isn't a cinema to the right I've never been uh, there's one to the left it's like you're leading me down a hallway yeah there's one to the left (laughs) and there's one in the middle there isn't a right I've been here loads of times there's no right so we go go up to the right I'm like what the hell is this and literally there's a room and I'm not kidding it's you know our home Mm theatre it's about four of those so how big is that? Like about it'd be like forty by forty feet, yeah. maybe. It's a room like that with about, I would say, a hundred seats, and at the front where the screen would be, there was, I am not joking, equivalent of a fifty-inch television. It was like a television, 
right? Even then? Back then? Are you sure? Yeah, it wasn't a projection. It was a television. Like, it was a... Because this was a special screening. They, they, right. So... Did they make big TVs back then? It, yeah, it was I like a real... It was like a... <laughs> like, I think you've traveled back in time. It was very something. small. I mean, it was not It was not a cinema. It was literally like sitting in your front room watching a TV. Well, bigger, bigger than your right. normal... Because TVs... We had, like, what, 20-inch TVs in our houses then. But, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It was bigger than that. You know, it was a big rear projection television at the front. And it wasn't surround sound or anything. It was just, like, two speakers, like, crappy. And I watched it. And that kind of... I was expecting to see it on the big screen, so that kind of, like... It was kind of crappy, you know? But I loved it, start to finish, because I was an Evil Dead fan. And I realised, you know, you'd seen Evil Dead 2 and the vortex open up at the end and him fly down it and land on the sand. And you thought... I always thought to myself... I hope they make another one because that's right. going to be awesome. You know, like it, he's in. It, in fact, in, at the end of Evil Dead Two, you know, when he falls down and his car falls down and they land on the floor. I think it's slightly different. I think he looks up and there's a guy, and I think he looks gladiator-ish. Mm. So you're not quite sure where he is, but you know, it turns out he's not. So, but I just thought to myself, that's going to be awesome for the, for the third one. You know, if that ever happens. But I thought it's never going to happen. So I was just excited that it happened in this weird little theatre. <laughs> so that's the memory I have sitting in this shitty little theatre. Paid full price for the ticket and I was watching it on a little TV. <laughs> so, now how would they have shown it on a TV in 1992? There were no DVDs, it wasn't on VHS. I don't, even know, how, I don't even know how it was possible. It was their screening room, that's what it said. Right. So I don't know even... Bizarre. ...know what it was. And it was just it was just really lacklustre. Like, I wanted to see it on the big screen, but it never happened. So I've never seen it on the big screen. In fact... Ours is the biggest. Our home theatre, which we just watched it on, which should probably be four times the size of the, the, <laughs> the one I saw it on in the theatre. So so that's my story about the Evil Dead. Anyway, I love Army of Darkness. I think it's, you know, it is, it's it's back to an, you know, slapstick comedy. It's like old Tom and Jerry cartoons, Three Stooges. Yucking um, it up. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. That kind of thing. But for me, Bruce Campbell He's like the only person who can pull that off for me. <laughs> you know, I, I think he was made to do that kind of physical comedy, you know? Um, you know, we've seen Bruce Campbell in Xena, and, you know, and he always plays them parts. And I think he's made to do it. And if they make another one, I think he should be back. I don't think they should bother with, like, some... Let him be old and be Ash yeah, now, a be... middle-aged man who yeah. hasn't been around this shit for a long time, and then all of a sudden it creeps up on him and he's like... Oh, great. Here we go again. Kind of like a worn-down grandpa kind of guy or something. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, and this talk of a remake of original Evil Dead, and people are saying that it could be the guy from Drag Me to Hell who's going to be Ash. But no, don't. Just remake it, and Ash is an older dude. I see what you're saying, because at the end of Drag Me to Hell, they were going to go to the cabin, whatever. Yeah, yeah. This talk of that. I mean, there is going to be an Evil Dead... Uh, but they could but, incorporate that. Have him go, crazy shit happens. He meets up with Ash, who yeah. has been like like Rambo, but he's living in that in that woods just waiting and waiting. You know, the new I just Rambo movie that... where he's like living on the jungle. I mean, I've not seen it, but I've heard where he's just sort of like cut himself off from society and Ash is like living in the woods just waiting. I feel that Bruce Campbell <laughs> isn't done with that character. I need to call that, Rainbow. That's, that's what I'm getting at. He needs to... They need to use him again for the character. Not a cameo. And it's not like Raimi is not... uh, He doesn't find continuity very precious. No. He doesn't seem to care if one thing doesn't follow another. Because when you flash back, you said to Evil Dead 2 to give us a little recap, it's the different girlfriend. 
different actors. It's a different flashback. Yeah, and plus Evil Dead 2, they don't even acknowledge that basically Evil Dead 1 happened, right? No, that it's, was... it's like it kind of... It's like Evil Dead 1, the whole event, him and his friends go to a cabin and there's all shit breaks loose. The beginning of Evil Dead 2 is him... Forget the first one happened kind of thing. Him going to a cabin with just his girlfriend. Right, exactly. And the same shit happens. Right. So, yeah, it's like one never happened, but two's a little better. And it's kind of charming, because he doesn't really... It's kind of like he's acknowledging, yeah, but, you know, I just want to tell my story. My own and life. I want it to be better, because that one was kind of an, a practice attempt. And, <laughs> right. you know, this I can make it look better. Not saying Evil Dead 2 looks great, because the special effects... If you thought the special effects were bad in um, Evil Dead 3. Army of Darkness, well, in 2 they're worse. But there's a charm to them. and There is a charm. It is funny. It's got funny moments. I don't even remember what I laughed at so hard. I mean, I actually laugh, laughed for like three you minutes. You laughed at the... And I always think... I think it's the most hilarious part of the movie. <laughs> when he goes to the altar and the three books are there and he has to oh, right. <laughs> recite like some ancient speech. To, what three the guy words. told him is like... Three words. Before you pick up the Book of the Dead, you have to recite these three words. And there's th- three words like... Kleptu, Imanus, you know, some well, I figured weird... as a fan you'd know what they are. No, I don't know what they are. I, never, I always forget I am Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so, whatever the three words are. But he's trying, and they're riding the horses to get to the graveyard, and the guy's like, repeat the words to him, and he says them, and he's like, repeat them again. He's like, I got it, I, I got, got it. it. Yeah, like, like, and you know, of course, he's going to forget. And then when he gets there, he's, <laughs> he, he kind of goes, he says the first two words, and then the third word, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> Like they looks around like, okay, yeah, that's it, that's good. Now, that's it doesn't sound funny when we tell it. No. And it probably isn't real. No, it's, it is funny, because every single time <laughs> I've seen it, it makes me laugh. Because it's... you said, you even said, like, he thinks he can trick this shit. Like, because yeah. you're supposed to be imagining some dark, evil spirit thing going on, and he thinks... That's by, laid like, down for millions <laughs> of years. Yeah. And he's just like, you know... Tricking it. I don't have to say this. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I don't remember it, well, there you go. <laughs> So yeah, but there are funny moments like that. There's also a moment. There's a moment in this movie where he there's little versions of him. Like it's like um, little evil versions. Gulliver's Travels. Like, yes, it, it's a, like only a, they're all him. Like an homage to you know with, where they strap him down. And, that know. was the best special effect in the whole movie when he looked down the mirror and then the version little versions of him came up out of the mirrors. That yeah. looked better. Let me think than I think anything else in the movie. And I was just thinking this, um, you know, when we were just saying Army of Darkness, what we've just watched, it's kind of cheesy and, you know. But I absolutely enjoy myself every time I watch it. I know it's going to be funny and, 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 you know, it is a roller coaster ride. There's never a break in it. It's no. action. And it's pretty short, too, so it's, like, condensed, you know? I felt like it was kind of long for me. See, me, it's, it finishes before it started. Because I will tell you what I don't like. I do not like, in any movies really except for some reason in the Bourne movies I don't like fight scenes that last two three five seven minutes I just don't I think enough with the swords and the bing bang boom and the ha 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 and then get on with it and then yeah, kind I of, like so I end up looking around because I don't I'm not interested in it I'm I want to get to the you know I mean a fight chopped up into segments where over here you're doing a little battle and then you roll over here and you battle another skeleton and you roll up the stairs and you That's what this is doing though. Yeah, but there are lots of times where it just goes on and on with one same little gag or visual thing. And I, I, I don't know I don't like to be sexist, but it seems very boyish to me. Like you would really love seeing the the king clink yeah, clink yeah. clink. Yeah. <laughs> and to me it's kinda Well of we boring. do want to see that stuff. <laughs> 
So you must have thought like Lord of the Rings was boring most of the time. Uh, no, I didn't because there's so much. And it, it's I mean, there's scenes, there's 30 minute fight scenes in Right, but it's, it's not like, like I just said, it's not the one whole thing that's happening. It's that visually you're taking me to a different set, a different place, a different thing. Maybe a different character throws in there, a different weapon, but that's not what he did. It's like, there's like, clink, 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 backwards walking, forwards walking, clink, clink, clink. And then I'm like, okay, well, I, I get it. Yeah, and also... He's going to eventually chop its head off or knock it into the well or something. Let's move on to the next we got to also say, this is like a pretty low budget for... It cost $11 million to make, which is nothing by today's standards and probably not much by then standards either. Um, so I do feel that they were probably getting the most out yeah, of the money. Yeah, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I think it's well... It's entertaining. It's just that those things just meet my sensibility to that in any way. Yeah. I just don't. I'm not interested in the uh, the what's it called the swashbuckling things and all that. And kind it does of stuff. have like elements of lots of different. You know, they they homage to like at the beginning they homage to Indiana Jones with the belt getting out of the thing. The the homage was this. This was 1990. They said they were making this. 1990. Yeah, Indiana Jones was out before that. Was it? Yeah, 80s. Hmm. But what I'm saying, the homage, Indiana Jones, the homage, Star Wars, with them being stuck in the pit, with the thing coming down, the homage, Harry Housen movies, like Clash of the Titans, which was one of my favourites as a kid, and yes, the skeletons in this movie are taken straight from one of those. I mean, they look, they're stop motion animation. This was pretty Jason and the Argonauts, isn't it? That kind of thing? Yeah, or Clash of the Titans. But, but I like both of those. Right. But um, all the stop motion because this was pre-CG this movie uh, there is no CG everything is practical or stop motion and Evil Dead 2 back screen where in those projected. days they would instead of green screening they would play the movie behind them and uh-huh. do action and film it again in front of it which makes it have that weird because they didn't do green and blue screen I think that's how they did those mirrors up. that you were talking about it was something to do with projection that's what it mm. said on something I was reading. You know, I'm not sure exactly how. It'd be interesting to see how, but... Yeah, because those looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this was pre-CG, um, which is cool. And that's what makes it charming, in my opinion. Because even Sam Raimi would have known that those... Lots of those skeleton scenes don't look particularly good. But if you do reference back to Clash of the Titans, Jason and the Argonauts... That's what it looks like, and it's old days of cinema. Yeah. And this movie has a lot about old days of cinema, doesn't it? You know, like the acting style, everything. It's all. Yeah. It's showy. The hero and the damsel in distress. Yeah, like swashbuckling, like you say. You know, it's it's. it's I an think we've outlived the damsel in distress theme. I'm hoping. Well, Sam Raimi turned it on its head with mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell, and the damsel in distress became the protagonist. Like, so it, it, you know, he knows. That, that we've probably outlived it too because if Drag Me to Hell was the dude it wouldn't have been as fun I don't no. think you know that was what was partly fun about it but um as you don't need to have seen the whole series to see Army of Darkness I think it's a standalone movie although it, to truly appreciate the charm you're talking about I don't think it stands alone I think you need to be a fan of it all to really appreciate every joke every gag yeah, the yeah. chainsaw hand the you know, the fact that then he puts on a, a new hand, you know, and that's like part of the whole myth of Ash is that he goes through these, you know, a same thing happens each time, but a different 
kind of thing. The car is iconic and, you know. I love the fact that he is, um, because he's a man from our time, you know, stuck into a medieval world, his knowledge is of things is greater than theirs. Yeah, I had a question too. Why would a grown man have a chemistry book, a high school chemistry book in his trunk? Because. <laughs> Was there a reason? Well, he... When in the original Evil Dead, they see, were... See, this is part of why you need to see them all. In the original Evil Dead, they were actually students going to the cabin. Oh, They were just okay. students. They, they were young, a lot younger than they were. So... Yes, I could imagine okay. that being in the back of his... I get it. See, I didn't... I was thinking, why does a grown man have high school or call it... It looks like high Chemistry school Chemistry 101, to me. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's really cool that, you know, somebody from... You know, it's not like he, he's a genius or anything. Exactly, right. You know, so it's not like they throw this genius. We've seen a movie like that where somebody from the future has... Um, I can't even remember what it was, but there was one that we watched where somebody from the future comes into the old times and he has, like... Tons of knowledge, like he knows how to make all kinds of stuff. I can't mm. remember. But this one, it's not like he's superhero, but he has an ad- advantage over the army of Right, and we have uh, two to three um, A team moments, you know? Oh, totally. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I was doing the J- yeah, Indiana Jones theme there. Dun, 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 yeah, there's a uh, MacGyver <laughs> slash A team. Um, We're going to go A team on this because A team was way before. So Let's say, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, we montage. Need a <laughs> and they're funny, you know. It's funny when it happens because you know he's he's grabbing all the tools yep, and they're gonna building make... his hand. Yeah. So yeah, it's um it's an interesting movie. I, I think I don't know if you have to be a fan of Sam Raimi to see to see this movie. I think you have to be a fan of it to appreciate it. Yeah, I truly. Do. I also think like you know Sam Raimi obviously did the Spider Man movies, but there are touches of Evil Dead in those even like you know camera angles and Sam Raimi's. When a guy it's said him, Sam Raimi yeah. puts it's his him, fingerprints not Evil on, Dead. yeah, I that's mean, what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, well, it started with Evil Dead. I mean, that's where he started. Mm. I mean, everything he learned visually, I believe he got from you know those three movies. So, you know, most people who saw Spider Man and stuff, and then oh, this is directed by Sam Raimi, might not have even seen those older movies. So it's good to go back and realize it is, but it's kind of like a Peter Jackson syndrome. Go back and watch if you think, old. "Oh, Lord of the Rings, awesome! I want to watch all the Peter Jackson movies," and then you go back to uh, bad taste. Yeah, dead alive, brain damage. <laughs> You'd be like, "What the? Who? What? No, this wasn't that Peter Jackson. Complete. I mean, not that it's bad. I'm just saying. You'd be like, same with this. Spider Man is a world away from Evil Dead. I actually come. Uh, Sam Raimi to Peter Jackson a lot I, I believe they're very what happened to them is the same kind of you know mm. like a like how does the guy who makes the Evil Dead makes these big Spider-Man movies right. where where does that happen like and where does Peter Jackson the guy who makes crazy gory horror movies make Lord of the Rings like it's the same phenomenon like where somebody saw something in the style of them and yeah. said you know I trust this guy with like well in Peter Jackson's case I trust this guy with what the biggest budget ever in any movie a third of a billion dollars and and there's nothing before that that would indicate Heavenly Creatures is really good but it doesn't indicate that it's a guy who can do something like that (laughs) so I I don't get that and I also don't get it with Spider-Man I don't you know I mean yes the Evil Dead movies are cool but Spider-Man's something else, right? Well, then he went on to do Xena and Hercules, which Wait, gives yeah, you a whole body of, like, everything. I'm sure if you watch Xena and, and Hercules, you see the Evil Dead all Oh, completely. Oh, when he did he did the uh, the Evil Ash, who, 
who we also forget to mention that at one point uh, a, a, an eye starts to grow in his shoulder and then it eventually grows into a head and eventually goes into another ash and they split and there's like evil ash and good ash and the evil ash eventually turns completely becomes the leader of the army right and, and he goes like ah, now yeah, that is totally Xena. Yeah. Like, if you're was this was Xena after Evil Dead Three, or was it during? During, yeah, probably. It would be late. Yeah, it'd be nineties. And definitely. Bruce Campbell appeared in Xena and Hercules, I yep. believe. Right? And but so did the brother, Ivan. Is that Ivan? No, because no. he's got two brothers, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, the actor guy is different from that. Ivan's the guy who he co-writes with, right? That you don't really see, and then the guy who's in the movies—is it Tom or somebody? I can't remember his name. Yeah, but they're a team, and even up to Drag Me to Hell, they'd both written. Yeah, uh, and he was in there. He was in this one. Yeah, he I remember was. seeing. He had the funny hairdo. So let's move on to uh, the cast of this uh, fine movie. So we there's not a, there's people in this movie, yeah. but. It's a lot of unknowns. We should not a give a extras. nod to all of the stunt people and all of the people doing all of the swashbuckling that I'm not a huge fan of, so no offense to anyone, but there's a lot of people doing background and puppeteers and all that stuff who, you know, it's for the time and the money, awesome. Yeah. It's um, just they're the unsung heroes of it, I think. So you got Bruce Campbell as Ash. Um, it's Bruce Campbell. I mean, Jesus, he's like a... he's He's become like one of them cult... You know, people in the horror thing, he's just like a god to them, you know? And and he he has been for some time. Yeah, and you look at his thing, there's not a lot there. You know, no, not really. I mean, he's in Burn Notice now on TV, which is not a horror thing. (laughs) He's um, been in Xena and Hercules. He had his own show. Uh, I forget the name of it. Like a talk show? No, it was kind of like a Xena, but in the West, Wild West. Oh, yeah, Brasco something. Yes. County Brasco, Brasco. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he's done stuff. He's been, you know, he's there. He even made a movie, My Name is Bruce, a, a couple of years ago. And the Imhotep thing or whatever it was. Yeah, um, As Boba Hotep. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was actually good. Bizarre. He's and good. Awesome. I mean, Bruce Campbell's good in his thing. Like, he's got his own little thing. And to me, I really like him. I have liked him since I saw the first Evil Dead. You know, and he's in the Spider-Man movies. He's got a little cameo. Apparently Spider-Man 4, which Sam Raimi's planning now, Bruce Campbell plays not a cameo role, an actual role in it. So I'd be interested to see that, you know. Um, He should be Ash. They should have the middle-aged Ash meeting up with... Bruce Campbell versus (laughs) Spider-Man. There you go. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So then you've got... That'd be an awesome comic book. Now, let's be honest. Bring Ash into the comic book world with the other superheroes and stuff. I'm sure somebody's... I was going to say, other people in this movie. Not many people. I mean... Of note. Not no. Yeah, we've got... Who's um, the chick? Sheila. And Beth Davids. Now, what else has she been in that I I have no her? idea, but she's very familiar, right? Very familiar. Yeah, as soon as I saw her the first time, I was like, yeah, I've known her from something else, but... And then there's... Then this is a weird one. Bridget Fonda as Linda. Now, Linda, if you've seen Evil Dead 2 is Ash's girlfriend in Evil Dead 2, who is not played by Bridget Fonda in Evil Dead 2. She's played by somebody completely different. But when they do the flashback in Evil Dead 3 to show that he did go to a cabin with his girlfriend, Bridget Fonda's suddenly his girlfriend. She doesn't last long. No, she lasts, like, literally, like, five seconds And I'll say, for the record, I've never been a fan of Bridget Fonda. Ever, ever, ever. Not in one single thing. I did like the Luc Besson one. What what was that, where she was trained to be an assassin? Mm. I really like that one. I don't like her. La Femme Nikita. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that one. Um, but yeah, Bridget Fonda's in this movie 
for five seconds. Yeah. Um, in a flashback. Almost literally. And Ted Raimi appears as... In fact, when you <laughs> Ted, look... that's his name. Yeah, when you look on IMDb as Ted Raimi, which is um, obviously his brother, he plays lots of roles in this movie, like <laughs> Knight with one arm and, you know, there's all kinds right. of stuff. So, yeah, he's there. And he he's... was more prominent in Hercules and Xena. He also played... He played a, their friend. He was a friend to Xena. Yeah, he was, and, yeah. uh Oh, God, what was her name? I forget, but... He was a good friend of theirs. And directed by Sam Raimi. And this is interesting. I don't think this has ever happened in after the show. That we've, in the same month, we've re- reviewed a movie by the same director. Because oh. we did Drag Me to Hell two weeks ago, and then today we're doing Army of Darkness. I don't think we've ever done that. But don't know. I'll have to go back. Somebody has to let us I know. I really don't think so. So, um, yeah, Sam Raimi, we mentioned him the other week. Spider-Man, Drag Me to Hell. Um, Evil Dead trilogy. <laughs> I really like him. I'm sure. It's good fun. I mean, there's nothing else to it. There's no... No. It's old school storytelling where it's the guy is the hero and there's the damsel in distress. And I like it's his... The very cheeky... I um, like his direction style because when you see him in extras, he's a guy who gets what he wants out of his people. Hey, that's not right. By either <laughs> A yelling at them. Oh, yeah, he just kind of... It just makes them do what he wants, like. And I think... I feel he gets what he... What he needs out of people. You know, even this... Even drag me to hell. It's got a little bit of a, like a youthful look at things. Very almost vaudevillian days. He wants that weird and the Three Stooges. You know, do a lot of Three Stooges gags in this movie with the skeletons and yeah. whatnot. And so the it's kind of old school comedy. So that's pretty funny. Where um, Ash in this one, where where his he picks up the first book down. and his face is all weird. Like you have to see it too. Yeah, but he's got like these weird. Rubber. It was Beetlejuice. Yeah, you know when, much. when, the guy, when uh, Alec Baldwin <laughs> pulled his face and yeah. stretched it out, it was the same kind. A of very Tom and Jerry ish, like yes. crazy, like even those, even down to those funny sound effects when he wibbles his <laughs> head. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's directed by Sam Raimi. Uh, DVD extras. Now this is where uh, this falls flat a little bit for me because I've owned um, Army of Darkness in the past on DVD, and it, I've had like a th- I had a three disc collector's edition that was jam packed with stuff, uh, commentaries making ofs all kinds of stuff now the blu-ray edition which is what we is called affectionately the screwhead edition which we just um watched i actually i've never seen this movie in high definition this is the first time i actually thought it looked great uneven a little bit some shots kind of look really bad in like as though they weren't high definition and then some look really good like i don't know what the deal is with that probably just that's the way how, they did this that's how effects. it is yeah, yeah. um so I had no problem with the image because we're looking at a twenty-year-old film. We're also audio was really good too, considering you know those were the times when stereo was the norm. Um, but they'd five point one surrounded it, and it sounded really good. Now, problem um, is the lack of extras. Now, I read online. Now, this is released for Universal, like we said earlier. Now, Anchor Bay, if you've ever heard of Anchor Bay, uh, release there are they release horror movies. They still own the rights to Army of Darkness on DVD, not Blu-ray. And they have an edition with tons of extras. Now, those extras Universal can't touch because they belong to Anchor Bay. So I think that's the reason we didn't get any extras. But if you're a fan, you've already bought all that shit. You you probably own five to ten versions. I was going to say, isn't this one of the weirdest uh, movies that when you go to find it on DVD, there's there's loads of versions. I mean, there's... There's the one that's in the actual Book of the Dead that you can get. It's all rubbery. There's one that's in a brown paper bag called the Bootleg Edition, even though it's not a bootleg edition. (laughs) It's actually a 
a real edition. And you can find websites where people review them in minute, minute detail. Like which one has the best picture, which mm. one has... And they all have their own merits. There's probably ten versions. Some of them... Well, I'll talk about this. There's two extras on this di- on this Blu-ray disc. One is called Creating the Deadites, which is actually really good. And you won't have seen it before. It's not been available. It's a brand new made right now. Um, documentary with the special effects team. It kind of flashes back to when they were making it. Not just kind of. All the footage is from... Yeah, I'm, but I'm saying it is a brand new featurette. I mean, it was made now, because they even say, like... Yeah, but wouldn't that footage have been on some other DVD probably in the past? Yeah, but may- maybe not in this way, because these guys reminisce about it, yeah. which I really liked, you know, there was because they've come a long way since then, and it's interesting to talk about it. So, and it lasts about 30 minutes. It's uh, pretty good. Yeah, it's I, good. I, I liked it, but... You know, you, that's what you. That's all you get on this disc. Plus, you also get. Now, this is an interesting story because <laughs> here's another thing. When I watched Army of Darkness for the first time theatrically on that TV, theatrically still. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was in Britain where our version of the Evil Dead was different to the American version. The ending was completely different. Now, pre after that. I've only ever seen this American cut, which features a different ending. I won't mention the two endings. One's very, very grim, and one's not as grim. The American version is not as grim, and the English version is very, very grim, right? So, to me, the orig- the proper ending for this movie is the English version, which is included on this disc as a special feature, but it's only in standard definition. They didn't touch it up yeah. like the rest of the movie. Now, for me, it would have been nice if you could choose at the beginning which ending you wanted... And then it, you saw it properly integrated into the movie, but no, that isn't happening. So, yes, you get to see the alternate European ending. Which do you prefer, the American ending or the um, European ending? I actually think equal. I'm equal. I like the... And I don't find it grim, to be honest, because I feel like there's still where you, where you did something you can do with it. Yeah, but, there is. Um, but it I takes like the movie... If you were going to make a sequel to it, the two endings are very, very different, is what I'm saying. The sequel would be different on either end. Yeah, but yeah, I know, I know I'm pretty equal. Because it's, you know, really, basically, this is the first time I've seen. Yeah, and to me, it's just a nostalgic thing. Right. Whenever I see the new ending. So to you, it's not an alternate ending. It's the ending. The ending, yeah, exactly. So, yes, you get the alternate ending in standard definition. And it looks pretty rough. It's scratchy film and everything. It's not like the proper movie. But still, you get the idea. Um, And then there's a U-Control thing, which is just production photos. You can just see some photos that pop up in the bottom right during the movie. And that's it. There's no theatrical... I mean, there's no commentary by... There's lots of commentaries on this movie, on the previous DVD releases, by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. Nothing like that is included. There's no audio. And this is the perfect movie for an audio commentary. Yeah, but if they've done it already, they're not going to want to do it again. Well, I mean, is, how many times can you sit and talk about your movie and find anything new to say? Are we talking... Well, I would just like them to include the older one. Right. At least an older comment. Something, because there's nothing. And then there's a link to the BD Live page, which contains no extras to do with this movie. It's just a link to the portal. So, in my opinion, this is an awesome movie. Portal to hell. And I think you should own this uh, movie on on Blu-ray. I think it's really a good movie to have. I I actually want the other two now. Right, right. Um, But I think it falls flat. And I'm telling you, tell you what, there's going to be another version of this coming. You know. I bet you they release it on Blu-ray again with a ton of extras. If they do the fourth one, definitely. Yeah, once all that. See, yeah, and they've been releasing these recently and they keep saying from the director of Drag Me to Hell because they're trying to get every last penny out of those people, aren't they? But yeah, I I don't... 
think it's a bad Blu-ray. I think it looks really good, sounds really good, especially for an old film. Um, I just want some more extras. <laughs> I mean, it's you know you get your five dollar Halloween candy coupon. Yeah. And, and you can actually pick it up for fifteen dollars online, ah. which is pretty good for a movie like that. Pretty good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's overall I love the movie, but it has a strong part of my childhood. Exactly. In, not childhood, you know. I was a man, but yeah. Um, it's nostalgic. Let's. It just does say bring that. you back to a certain elemental comedy thing in your brain so maybe you're thinking you know it kind of does take you back you can't look at this movie like a cynical adult no because it's something that <laughs> came really with can. you isn't it like yeah. like it's like and i you know i want you know pe- generation of now to see a movie like this because if they like drag me to hell why wouldn't they like this movie you know because drag me to hell was received well by everybody so you know it's not a bad one to revisit is it the whole trilogy i guess think you're looking at it through rosy glasses i can think of a lot of young people or normal just adults who would be like okay i'd get really behind that character crappy oh of course but i'm just saying as yeah. a movie yeah I'd, I'd probably you know if they remake it which they are remaking it for 2010 it will get new legs again won't it people will want to go and revisit the old ones again if it's not if the remake's not bruce campbell it's not gonna be evil <laughs> dead for me i'm afraid i mean i don't you know. He's not a prominent part of it. Yeah, it can still be a good movie, because Drag Me to Hell was a good movie, but if it's too 2000 up, do you know what I mean? Yep. Trendy. Yep. <clears throat> Don't make it trendy. Make it cheap. campy and funny and make cheap. Make it cheap. Yeah, cheap. <laughs> I mean, Drag Me to Hell, you could say, was cheap-ish. It but had his vibe, yeah. Yeah. But with a lot more settled moments. Yeah. Every moment wasn't full of a special slash special or quote unquote special effect or something. So that's um, our Halloween review of Army of Darkness or Bruce Campbell versus the Army of Darkness, which I really like that because it has that in the title screen. Mm-hmm. Bruce Campbell, like, no, this isn't Ash. This is Bruce Campbell right. fighting, versus. which is which is really funny. <clears throat> so um, thank you to Universal for the uh, disc and uh, the cat free candy. So I guess I don't have to ask you what you thought of it overall, like you normally do at the end. <laughs> no, for me overall, I I could watch it right now. Again, it's funny. It's a good time. Trick or treat the other week, a brand new horror movie. Mm. I had no fun whatsoever. This one, I'd rather watch it over and over again like than watch that one. Do you know what I'm saying? It's- I agree with that completely. I had a good time. I really enjoy it. I obviously don't have the nostalgia you have for it. But I would def any time it would pop up on TV or if you know I would and I would also want like my nephew our nephew to see it who's young and any I think it's appropriate it's got a yeah there's bit no of swearing in there's no, no well he says the f word once yeah real brief I mean <laughs> yeah. is, it, is it R rated I can't remember not if it's just once yeah Shouldn't it's R rated for violence and violence hum- violence and horror R rated <laughs> so um. I don't know why it's R-rated, really, because it doesn't feel R-rated. There's a lot of killing skeletons. <laughs> in fact, in fact, this is a weird thing, actually. It's it shows you like tanky. where we've come to. Because this is a movie from 1992 that's R-rated, and you've just seen it. Probably no reason for it to be R-rated. No, really. Drag Me to Hell, which has got more scary moments than this one, is a PG-13 mm. in this day and age. So... Maybe if they re, maybe that's what it was in its time. But I reckon if they had to re-rate this now, it'd probably end up being a PG thirteen, wouldn't it? Maybe because it there isn't any more. I mean, yes, he uses his chainsaw a few times, but you don't really. It's not graphic. It's not the Texas Chainsaw no. Massacre. 
So that's the Army of Darkness, which um, I would like uh, Army of Darkness to come out every year, and then I could review it and watch it again every <laughs> single year. You can do whatever you want. You own it now. Correct. So um, contest this week, you can go and see us see the site for details. There's at least one horror movie you can win, and that movie being Drag Me to Hell. So if you want to win a copy of that, go to the site. Next week's uh, review um, will be, or will da, not da, 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 da. be. Oh God! But it, it probably will be because of the time frame. You don't do a good job of like getting people enthusiastic. So like, well, maybe it'll either not. be or it won't be. Uh, <laughs> Disney Pixar's up. Ah. So uh, what will uh, be the alternative? I don't know yet. Great. So, Great. The alternative will be we don't know yet, and the. And if it isn't Disney Pixar's up, it will it will be the week after that. So yeah, Disney. Let's just say Disney Pixar's up is. Can coming we not up. just call it up? Why do Co- we have to put the brand name on there? Coming up. Up. Yeah, That's I'm it. saying up. Oh, it's coming up. Up is good. All right. So I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen it. So we're going to do something a little different this week with movie recommendations. Instead of movie recommendations, we're going to give you our top five horror movies mm-hmm. of all time. Oh, um, my, I, I thought it was just some recommendations for the best, you know, good ones to watch. These are my, the ones I listed are my... All time? Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I might have, I got a big list of movies this week, and I sat for an hour actually pondering over trying right, to get it right. down to five. It, it took me, <laughs> it was really hard, there was loads I had to leave out, so it might not, it could change if I said it again next year, but this is... Pretty much what I think. Okay, so let's do it from five to one. And okay. We'll both do our fives, right? So my number five, I did put down Evil Dead 2, but I'm going to say Evil Dead Trilogy for that. The whole thing. All three. Yeah, all three yeah. movies. So what did you do for number five? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> my number five. Now, I'm not saying these are my all time. These are five that I remember having the most response to at the time actually completely consumed in the story completely buying it 100 percent. like oh my god that's awesome kind of movies okay so my number five would be carrie the original carrie because i was completely yeah, freaked out by it like, so, i mean the the thing about a girl who could have like some kind of satanic power and shit like that i love that loved it loved it and i'm going for evil dead trilogy okay number four Number four for me is The Shining, Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, which I still think to this day is completely un... I mean, it's not as horrific as you might be led to believe, but it's absolutely unnerving. It's a mind trip kind of. Yeah, it really... I I love the setup of that movie, you know, the isolation. You know, a caretaker looking after a hotel during its off-season in the middle of nowhere. That's just an awesome setup anyway. But what happens there is just... It's, it's dark. Let's just say it's dark. It's dark, yeah. yeah. And it's unnerving. Like, it's... Well, I'll say more about okay. it when I get to number three. My number four, and this isn't really a horror movie specifically, but when I watched it, I probably watched it a hundred times over a few month period because we got it on videotape and for some reason it just was one of those we watched over and over, is Predator. The original Predator. Yeah. Was creepy and gross, and the special effects at the time, you're just like, oh my god, you can't see it, but you can see it. And it was like, the sound was incredible, creepy, really gory, but... So, to me, Predator is one of those, like... I mean, even now, if I think about it, like, the guy guts in the tree or whatever, and you're just like, oh And it's really hard to believe that that franchise of Predator never went on to be good because Predator 2 wasn't good no the Alien vs. Predator I liked thing. Alien vs. Predator 
For me, Sorry, for but me, I did. I didn't. Oh, I um, did. I love the. I'm just surprised the Predator itself didn't go on to be, you know, popular because it was such a good. Oh, it's an awesome, awesome villain guy. I mean, yeah. absolutely awesome. Um. So yeah, Predator. That's Predator and The Shining. All right, number three, and this is what I was saying about The Shining. My number three is the original Alien, the Ridley Scott one. Now, why I like it is they're isolated. It's like a creepy. You know, everything's in the ship, so it's like... And that's what I'm saying, like The Shining. They're mm-hmm. just there, there's no getting away from the They're thing. hopeless. Yeah, it's, I, I it's love that. And the other aliens... I do like the other alien movies, all of them. especially like Alien 2. But they're a totally different movie. You mean aliens. Yeah, but they're totally a different movie. I mean, it's James Cameron... Like, it's just a big rollercoaster ride. Yeah. Whereas one is actually creepy. I don't find any of the others creepy. They're more action movies. So I really like the original Alien for number three. I agree. My number three would be... And this is another one where it's a visceral visceral response of... Oh, like I'm totally in that moment of how creepy it is. And it's 28 days later. And I almost put that one on my list. Because I love zombie movies, first of all. I know they're not supposed to be zombies or whatever. But I mean, I love the hopelessness of a worldwide virus that's making everybody... You know, I love that. I love that post-apocalyptic, but it's not. It's just sort of like, you know, wiping out everybody. I love that. So to me, that was one of of my favorites of all time. That first feeling. And then you really do feel hopeless through the whole thing. And I love that. And I took 28 Days Later off my list to make way for my number two pick, which is the original George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, not the remake. Even though I really like the remake, the original for me. And it's another... You know, there's a zombie apocalypse. Where best to hole up when a zombie apocalypse is going on? A mall. It's absolutely fantastic. Perfect. The, the social commentary that people are zombies. Anyway. And yet what's what's stuck in our brains through our culture is to find our way to consumerism and to the mall. And even why. the undead are doing everyday things in the mall. Like, you know, trying to get in the golf get store. Get a soda. And, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just love that movie, I, and it, and it's horrific as hell, like especially for its time. You see those again, because you know the only time I've ever seen that was right after I had my uh, massive surgery yeah, a couple years ago, the, and I was like massively on painkillers, and I was sitting in a, in a chair in the middle of the living room because I couldn't relax in the chair. I'd had like history. I think that's when we watched all of we them. We did. We watched them all, and it was completely awesome. So I, I, I obviously mean, I, I saw it. them movies back in the eighties, so they they're. Uh, Another nostalgia. Thing. That's why I. That's why I nixed Twenty Eight Days Later to put Dawn of the Dead on there. And my number two, I step it up a little bit from you, is Alien because. Well, that's the same movie as I picked. It is, but mine. I put it on number two instead of number three or lower down because that's clever. my number one. I mean, you can't top it, and Alien is right behind it. I can watch it to this day in a bright lit room with fifty other people, and I'm still complete. I zone out and it's like tunnel vision I want to watch every little weird the guy the thing busting out of his chest and Ripley becoming Ripley and I love it love it love it and uh, you know if you don't own Alien in your DVD collection you should <laughs> and the Alien quadrilogy is oh, God. The, the way to own it I mean, you're going like to get everything disc, yeah. it's a 9 disc set and it costs like $50 but if you want to be a complete purist and you want to stick with Alien on it's own it completely stands up as a one time fantastic something no one had ever seen before to that point that kind of alien type of movie totally stands up on its own if you, if it ends there for you I think that's completely appropriate as well yep 
Uh, it's an interesting um, series because, mm, yeah. like, different directors took it on. You know, David Fincher, number three, James Cameron, number two, Ridley Scott, number one, Jean-Pierre, the guy who did Amelie, number four. Um, interesting takes. It is. All uh, different takes on it. And I like them all. I don't. I like number three. I like number four. And number four is my least. I never understood the um, like people hated number three. Like hated it. I never understood it because I just felt like it was a good continuation of the story. Yeah, I really did. Like I, people were like, "Oh no, that was terrible." Like, but for me, it was a claustrophobic, you know, ride like a big roller coaster ride thing. You know, I, I can't understand why. I don't either. Like, I really do. I watch it again, and I think I just I like the setup. I know it's kind of like overt. Okay, a prison planet kind of thing. But still, it's an awesome I idea. Like the idea of it's that. an awesome idea. So I like it. I like the shaved head. I like all of it. All right, number one, um, and we both chose the same movie. And I thought long and hard, and I kept coming back to it. And I could, it could, it can never be anything else for me. It's a film I saw when I was about twelve years old. You same saw it then. I saw it on TV, but you've abridged. actually never seen the proper version of it until like ten years ago. Correct. And that's The Exorcist. The original Exorcist. None of the makes, remakes. None no, no, no. The Just The Exorcist. Linda Blair, The Exorcist. Um, there's nothing as creepy. I, if you can tell me there's something creepier, I watch it, but I don't feel there is. Yeah, and if you're 40 and you've never seen it and you go to watch it and you go, what are they talking about? It's not that great. Then you, you don't understand. It's being remade. I'm not actually a fan of that happening. I don't think. I don't think you can recapture no, it. No, because of the... The, ma- the way movies were made in the 70s, that vibe, that sort of drawn out, um, wanting to be gritty and realistic mixed with this horrific idea that there is such a thing as being possessed it actually by Satan has a and the feel. devil. They, you know, when you talk about this, like, because it's a 70s movie, it feels like The Godfather and yeah. things like that. It's got that. Like Deer Hunter and those of- Apocalypse Now, that very. They take their time. I mean, yeah. I know that when you look at the history and the way it was made, and it was like he was a tyrant and the poor little girl was... I mean, it, that all is shitty. I understand that. If you boycott it because it was, like, the making of it, fair enough. But when you watch it on its own, when you were a kid, like I was and you were, and that idea, and it's just... It still draws me in, because the scenes where it's just her and her mom talking and giggling, and she's like, hey, there's a noise up in the attic, and the helper guy, or whatever he is whatever he is to her I don't know he's like no it's nothing it's you know and she's like no I mean those moments they're drawn out and it it's you don't even realize there's like an undertone of music and the tinkly weird soundtrack it's building you up constantly with this feeling of dread like I just felt this like the time of year that it's set in all of it I mean I think of it it's just it's, I want to um, watch it right now it's so incredible it's thingy as well doesn't it, it uh, like after I watched it back back then on VHS a long time ago, it actually stayed with me, like, f- not for weeks, for years. My whole life. Yeah, and, and you know, now it's kind of faded a bit because I've not seen it for a long time. But if I watch it again, I will get that exact same feeling as that one game. So it's definitely a crucial... I mean, it, it must be on most people's top ten list of horror movies. If it isn't, I mean... And I don't. I wouldn't even just limit it, to, limit it to horror. It is one of the movies that has made an impression on my mind of all time. Yeah, and um, you know, it spawned sequels. For me, they were all terrible, and I've seen them. Um, yeah. Nothing. Trying to capture the thing, it's not going to happen. Exorcist Two has to be. You know, like we were talking about how bad Godfather Three is. Exorcist Two's 
wuss as a sequel as that. You know, <laughs> I've never, I don't ever watched it. It's, so it's it's mind blowingly bad. It's like what? It's a, and like number three. It's just they want to they want to make a like a parlor trick out of the other things where he's talking to the guy, but he becomes somebody else and yeah. he's possessed by. It's Didn't just like. taking those elements and kind of cranking them up a little bit, but it wasn't dark enough for me. And a, and a remake of the movie for me, like. If they remake it now, obviously, yes, they can make things look better. They can CG stuff, all that kind of stuff. Um, they'll do that. But I don't think that they can do... I don't even think... You know, there's scenes in the original, which we've talked about before. It's crucifixion. Horrific, yeah. The cru- that are actually pushing the limits. I, I don't even know if you could do that now and get away with not getting an X-rating or No, that. totally not. Not only that, but like the pacing of it. Because it takes its time. But that, what I mean is some like controversial stuff. Slowly walking, all that stuff. You pluck out all that because you want the audience to stay with you, stay with you, and make it snappy and all that shit. Yeah, They'll it just lose work. it all, yeah. And I, I'd like them to prove me wrong and it'd be amazing, but I don't think so. So um, that's, so that's our top five. Well, not, you know, not top five. Well, it's pretty close to my top five of all time. But like I say, if we do this again next Halloween, it'd probably be a different Number list. one won't change. I am guarantee you The Exorcist <laughs> will be at the top. Unless something yeah. major happens in the next year. You know? I honestly don't think. And this could be just age or the impact that something has on you when you're a kid. You just can't. There's nothing that can wipe it off the top of my list. All right. So that's the movie for this week. Oh, and I just want to add any vampire movie for me. Even if it's bad. I'm totally into the vampire thing, so. Yep. <laughs> Any vampire movie. <maybe. laughs> Even Dracula 2000, which was absolutely Awful. horrible. But if you said to me right now, hey, it's on TV, I might be like, eh, let me get a cup of tea. Well, I'll watch Lovely. it again. <laughs> All right, so uh, games and Ace stuff. We've uh, Video games is, like, insane this week. It's Excuse me. <laughs> video game... I would say this week is coming up. Not, ne- not last week, is, if you're a video gamer, the biggest week of the entire year. Like, because things are going to get slower, but this week is insane. So, let me go into what's coming out this week before I do what I played last week. This week, DJ Hero on Tuesday, which is a big deal yep. for me. I've been looking forward to DJ Hero. I've got a pre-order in. It will be here on Tuesday. Not just DJ Hero. Tekken 6, which is long-running fighting series huge because this is the first time it's ever appeared on a non-Sony console because it's actually on the 360 this time also but it is on the PS3 also but um, Tekken 6 there's like weird pre-order bundles where it's $150 and it comes with an arcade stick <laughs> but I've already got an you've got that yeah, yeah. where'd you put that by the way it's in my cupboard alright oh, um, and also this week Forza Motorsport 3 which is biggest racing game of the year it's out on Tuesday it's crazy it's a good thing you remind me because that's going to be a uh, post birthday present for our nephew well it's out Tuesday you better buy it it was promised to him and he will receive it and then on Thursday which is you know DJ Hero is one of the biggest games of the year for me but on Thursday perhaps the biggest release of the entire year which is Grand Theft Auto we know it's, it's called The Ballad of Gay Tony, the new episode, but the actual disc, what you'll go and buy in the shop, is called Grand Theft Auto Episodes from Liberty City because it actually contains Lost and the Damned and The Ballad of mm. Gay Tony on one disc for $39.99. So it's actually a pretty decent price, too. Um, that's out Thursday. I, I, can't, I, just, I can't wait. That will take my... 
if I when I pick that up on Thursday, I will play that solid until I, until it's over. So I'll probably be playing that all weekend. You know, um, excellent. I love uh, being a video game widow. I, know, I actually do like it because then I know where you are. You play for many hours in a row, and I can bring you snacks and tea, and you're just tucked away in here, and I can go do my own thing. Exactly. I could have men come over, visit, a couple no. of boyfriends. <laughs> Uh, and then games I've been playing this week, and this week, you know, we know that this week coming up is like the best video game week of the year, probably. Well, this week wasn't bad either, because uh, there was a game called Borderlands that came out, which is Gearbox. It's a What it is, it's a brand new kind of genre of game. It's a RPG, so it's like a role-playing game where you get quests and you go and do them. It takes place in a post-apocalyptic world, so after a nuke kind of weird... Badlands kind of Mad Maxi kind of environment, but it's also a first-person shooter at the same time. Now, how that works is normally like RPG games. When you get to a battle, it's either turn-based or it's based on statistics. Like you, I'm a level seventy, and that's a level sixty, and that's why I win. Well, this isn't. It's based on how good you are at being a first-person shooter player. Plus, all the weapons you find in the game, which is called loot. It's like a Warcraft thing. All the weapons have got individual statistics on them. So, like, if you if I find a gun and it's better than the gun I've got, I can throw my old gun away and get the new one. Or swap it with other people I'm playing. So, it's an RPG, but it's not based on your level. It's based on, like, what guns you find and how actual good a shot you are. Which, in normal RPGs, it doesn't matter how good a shot you are. You when you win, shoot at yeah. something, it depends what the numbers were. Whether yeah. you won or not. So this actually takes both games and smushes them together. Amazing. The game's amazing. It smushes We've... them together better, better than the game you played previously, which you said was trying to do everything and didn't all come together. What was that one? That was a Brutal Legend. Yeah. Which is a different thing, yeah. but yeah, they were trying too it many things. It wasn't quite as... This one, they smushed first-person shooter with role-playing game. It's like World of Warcraft, but it's a shooter. It's really weird. Like it like it's never been done before, that's for sure. And it plays really well. It's co-op, so you can you well you can play it co-op with up to four people. I've been playing it with one person, like my friend. And um it plays really well. You both you know, whenever you th- there's these chests in the world, like they're well they're not chests, they're like lockers, like a nuke proof lockers. When you find one, it's almost like Christmas because it could have anything inside it, right? So it's like a you fought off a load of people and they were guarding this chest. You go up to the chest, you press the button, the chest opens. Now, the best gun ever could be in that chest. Oh, the worst thing you've ever seen. Like, just some rubbish that you're going to throw away. But the exhilaration of, like, opening those chests, it it really is a good thing. It's cool. It's how it, how it works. Because we've opened chests and it's been like a piddly little pistol. And then we've opened chests and they've been like 500 times better than what we have, you know. So it's like there's reward all the time. Because you're always finding a gun that's a little bit better than the one you've got so you're always swapping stuff out you know so yeah it's a good game Borderlands did you see me playing it? no it's like in a cartoon kind of style oh you showed me I didn't think it looked cartoony at all it's cell shaded slash they don't call it cell shaded they call it um, cartoon shade or something it's got a a distinct style to it Um, it's good I think I've played 20 hours of it this week and we're only at the end of the first level so I'm thinking it's probably like a 60-hour game as well, which right. is pretty good value. Uh, other game I've been playing this week is FIFA 10, which is EA's soccer game, which 
I feel it's just like FIFA 9. You oh, know? yeah. I mean, yes, there's a couple of tweaks, but nothing f- for me where I'm like, wow, this is so much better than last time. And I did play it for a few hours. So, yeah, FIFA 10 is out. If you're really into soccer, I'm sure you'll like it. But for me, I didn't feel like I'd throw away my FIFA 9 just to play 10. It just seemed the same, you know. Um, and then the other game I've been playing is another Rockstar game, which is Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars on the PSP, which is... It was a DS game that came out earlier this year, and they promised it would be an exclusive DS game. Nobody bought it on the DS, and now they moved it to the PSP. i got to say, it's way better on the PSP. It's, you know, the graphics are so much better on the PSP, it's not even funny. The DS graphics are, are serviceable, aren't they? You know, it's, they're just... No, it's fine. No, they're really... <laughs> like, especially when I've played both these games... I am not a snarky gamer, so I think no. they're fine. Well, especially when I've played both these games on both systems. The PSP version, you know, with the widescreen and the... It, it's just a better... It plays better. You can see more of it. It looks better, obviously, because they've upped the graphics. Whereas the DS version had its own charm as well, because they had like little mini-games that happened to use the touchscreen, which you can't do on the PSP. So how they did it on the PSP was they just used the trigger buttons instead of... So you kind of, on the DS, if you open a dumpster on the DS to to look through a dumpster to find something, on the DS you were dragging out the trash bags with the stylus in a particular fashion. On the PSP, you just press the buttons fast. So that's not as fun. Yeah. But overall, it just looks better. Um, I think it's like $30 as well, so it's not not particularly bad, because it's like a 60-hour game. And it's... Not the GTA you're used to now. It's like the old school where it's top down. So you're like your character. Bird's like eye a, view. Yeah, which some people hate, but I hated it. I watched you for about two minutes, and I was like, eh. But that's how GTA started. Yeah. GTA One was a game that looked like that. So this is like a next gen version of GTA One, basically. So uh, yeah, that's all the games. Um, and the other thing, just the very last thing, is I got accepted into the that like Xbox Live as like a preview program where you can experience the next dashboard update before anybody else and I happen to get in. Oh nice. Um and what they added to the new dashboard, which I do have on this Xbox here but not on the one in there, is um Twitter. So you can now Twitter from the three sixty. Now I really like the Twitter integration because you I can go on there and, and send a tweet. But what I don't like is the Xbox three sixty has no web browser. So if I'm reading everybody's tweets and they've got a link to go and look at something, the links don't work. Right. That kind of... That's kind of weird to me. I mean, they should just at least let you see, you know, like a simple thing comes up and just renders the web page. But there must be a reason why they don't do that so kids don't see things they're not supposed to. I'm not sure. I don't know. But um, apart from that, it kind of works fine. The other thing is, to actually use Twitter in the new Xbox dashboard, you have to actually launch the Twitter app and then use it. It's not like I can be in a game and see a oh, Twitter. right. Which I would like to be... If I want to, I would like to have the pop-up telling me when people tweet. But no, that doesn't work. And maybe it will in the future. It also adds Facebook support to uh, Xbox. Now, while that sounds really cool and everything, it's not the whole Facebook. You, I mean, no. they can't do everything that's available on Facebook in the 360 because they've no web browser again. So, what this really does is it launches this Facebook app it shows you your avatar from Xbox Live and it says, here's you on Facebook. 
And then, you know, like your photos you've uploaded to Facebook, you can see mm. them full screen, you can flick between them, which is really nice because you don't yeah. have to download them. They're just so if they're like, able to do that and it's displaying something directly Yeah, exactly. From the web. It should be able to display anything, really. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's coming, but as of now, it's a limited version of Facebook. My favorite feature is you can look at your friends list on Facebook and if they're actually Xbox Live members... It has a little Xbox logo next to the names, and you can send them a friend invite on Xbox Live. So, mm. you know, if you've got a lot of friends on Facebook and you don't really know if they play video games or not, well, then you can see that they do and invite them into your friends list, which is nice, I think, because yeah, you might speak to people on Facebook and never ever know they were a gamer. And there's probably an app on Facebook that tells you if your friends are on Xbox Live. Yeah, the other way around. So... The photo integration is amazing, I think, because if you do get into the habit of uploading all your photos to Facebook into albums, and whenever you, big TV. whenever you fire up a 360 and log into Facebook, they're all there. They just there's no like streaming buffering. They're just there, like a big album of them all. That's you can awesome. just look at them all. So they, I like that. Um, and the last thing they added, which is actually another amazing feature, I really like, but then again, it's kind of slightly crippled. It's Last FM, which is if you've ever heard of Pandora, it's internet radio. Now, Last.fm's internet radio based on what you type in. So if I type, I like Oasis, it makes me an Oasis station, and then I can listen to Oasis all day. Um, now, Last.fm on the 360 does the same thing. It integrates your account from the web. So anything you've said you like, oh, right. it all pops up in there. Or you can search, like, I like Portishead, and then it'll make you a Portishead station and play you... Party said, plus stuff that sounds like them. So you can kind of say, yes, I like that. No, I don't. So now that's integrated into Xbox Live, which is really cool. But you have to launch the app and right. then you can listen to it. Now, you can't, like, say, launch the app, pick Party said radio, then go and play a game because it stops immediately after. So it's you. not like they should just make a blade or whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, where you it. can pull yeah, those you, things. Fung, fung, fung. Oh, there I want to listen to my radio. If, Leave my radio running while I then go Which is my possible, Facebook. because you can listen to music while you... The only problem with that is the Xbox is so freaking loud. It's like... Yeah. It actually, it's not as loud as it used to be, because um, I install my games on the hard drive. Oh, true. It's actually a lot quieter than it used to be. But um, And obviously, the drive isn't running when you're listening to Last FM, so... And Last.fm works really flawlessly because I logged in with my account details and everything was there, what I'm used awesome. to on the web. Um, so they're working toward it. Yeah, as it is now, they're individual applications, which isn't the best way to be, I don't think. Because I'm never going to launch my 360, log into Twitter, and then Twitter. Because I have it on my PC 24 hours a day. I can always do it instantly. Then why is it cool? Because it, it will be cool if they integrate it. Speci- like so you integrate. don't have to open it separate. Yeah. You can push a button on your thing and it pops up a box Pop it and you up type and then in just something. type it in and right. then it goes to Twitter. Or I can click a box that says, while I'm playing games, show Twitter updates in the corner or, or at the bottom, you know? Right. Now, that would be super annoying, wouldn't it? But maybe sometimes you are waiting yeah. to hear something or wanting to read your Twitter. As it is now, it's a cool update. It's available to everybody on uh, November the 16th, so it's quite a way off still. But um, it's a cool update. It's fun to play with. But what I can say is, I've been into those applications, I probably won't go into them that often. Right. Unless I'm really wanting it's too to. Too fiddly. Too fiddly at the moment. So uh, that's everything from me this week. What have you got? I've got what's for dinner. What's for dinner? Hey, what's for dinner? I'm cooking up a storm <laughs> on my dinner. <laughs> Vegetable curry. 
Which, of course, we love. We probably say I that most weeks. That we yeah, I that. can smell it right now. It smells awesome. And I made a bean korma in the crock pot, slow cooker, which is just like coconut milk and a bunch of curry spices and two kinds of beans, red beans and chickpeas. I'm gonna, I don't know how it's going to turn out. I have no idea. Sounds like fart food to me. <laughs> no, when you cook beans. No, it isn't. Fart food. Fat food. Beans. Farts. They're not, actually. And my other... That's all I have on dinner. We're going to have rice, of course, and... Uh, should be delicious. And then the other thing I say is every week now, well, for two weeks in a row, which is quite good for me, I've made a little tiny mini review and put it on YouTube of our movie that we watch each week. It's just me straight facing the camera saying a very short, brief version of whether I liked it or not. And maybe some comments you won't hear here and comments you will not read in the written review, which comes out on Thursday. It's just a companion thing. You can yeah. get that on Twitter if you're um, so if you're following you on Twitter. You pop it up on yeah, there. Right, so... So that's me on YouTube. When Sid does talk. that go up? Uh, probably, whenever. usually I've been making it when you go to Treadmill and I'm making dinner, I do it in the kitchen, and then I upload it. So, right. sometime between now and forever. Uh, and that's it for your stuff, but let me mention one thing before we... Because we've completely glossed over this. This week was a Windows 7 launch, which is Microsoft's new operating system. We both are using it. Um, you, what do you, What do you have to say about Windows 7? Um, I like it. <laughs> that, that's, that's... You know, I'm not you. And I'm not uh, um, not one of those people who nitpicks at everything. I like it. It's fast. I don't nitpick at It works. But yeah, but you'll find things like, oh my god, this application opens half a second faster. And my start menu pops up and immediately. And I don't give a shit about any of that. Honestly, I don't care at all. The only thing I cared about was you figuring out how to get my PC to go to sleep. Because it wouldn't because of some driver issues. We figured it out. You figured it out. Um, that was the only thing that was irritating me. I don't. I didn't like the thing at the top at first where you don't have, you know, you had the quick launch and then you had your That would be at the bottom for kind most of this, people. Oh, right. I put my test bar at the top, right. <laughs> you should try it sometime. It's awesome. I can't, I can't do it the other way now. At work, I always drag the task bar to the top and everybody freaks out. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're like, we need to go in there and fix this. And do I need to reboot this and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm like, just at the, at I the just, bottom. I guy. point at it and I drag it down. They're like, oh, I didn't even know you could do that. So um, that bugged me at first, but I've gotten used to it. Other than that. It's very pretty, let's say. It's, uh, I think it's a lot prettier than Vista was. It's very fast, uh, Windows 7. It's actually, I'm speaking about it now, but it's not new to me. I've been running it for like a year because I was in the beta program. Yeah, so it's not new to me. It's like everybody's Windows 7, Windows 7 all week. We've been talking about it. I've been listening to stuff about it. But to me, it's like, when's Windows 8 coming? I've been using this a whole year, you know? So And you could leave me with this forever. and You could have left me with probably XP forever. Now, one of the best things about, about Windows 7, I think, and I think it's really amazing and most people overlook it, is a Media Center, which is... Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a... There's a full-fledged... DVR yeah totally built into Windows I use it every day it was built into Vista and most people don't use it you need you need a TV tuner well you don't because you can still play files but you do need a TV tuner in your PC which doesn't cost very much they're like $50 um, but once you've got one of those things in there and you hook a big it up, hard drive yeah and you hook it up to your cable I mean we have a PC in the front room that is just dedicated to doing that and it records all our shows we watch all our shows it's it works beautifully. I think it's worth... since the last update with the forwarding and the resuming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. that's the Windows 7 update. It's total... And the and this week, interestingly enough, and it's probably to do with our podcast, is they added podcast support to Windows Media Center. 
So if you go into the Zoom, it's called the Zoom Marketplace on the Windows Media Center, you can subscribe to podcasts. Awesome. Um, and listen and watch, which from is there. really, really. I should really go cool. in there and put some of my favorites. Yeah, you could. I was yesterday. I didn't subscribe to the one, but I went in there just to sit down while I was eating my dinner and watch TV. I went into the into there, and uh, I chose the Dignation channel and watched the latest version of Dignation streaming, which was brilliant because I didn't even have to download it; it just yeah. started, and I watched the whole thing. So it works great because you can just go in there, log on to any of those channels. Do you log in as with your Zoom? No, you don't. It's passport. just there. It's just there. So it doesn't know what my what my podcasts are. Nah, you just have to. Yeah, you just have to go and find. And it, it's you can search by genre. You can. So if I get rid of you and then I go around the house, I could put all my favorites on everything, and then it would all be available to me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so well, yeah. I could. <laughs> so that's Windows Seven. It's not cheap. Um, the the best deal I've found is they do the Windows Seven Family Pack. Now you can get this on Newegg or Amazon. And what it is, is it's three copies of Windows 7 in a box for the $150, which is $50 a copy, which is actually the cheapest to any Windows operating no, system. No, it's one copy and three licenses. Let's be real. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what I mean is... You don't get three of anything. It's a you pack just... you can bring home, load on the... A lot of people have three PCs. Sure. Load it on all three PCs and not... Because imagine... If I were, you just, you have your PC, your laptop, and home theater PC. Right there's three. Yeah, that's three. So that's that box used. But Speaking of laptop, I still need to shop for one. But what I'm, what I'm getting at here is uh, $150 for three operating systems, three licenses. Vista was $200 for one, so it's a step in the right direction. I mean, $50 isn't bad for something you use for like three or four years. If you haven't bought, yeah, excuse me, if you haven't bought one for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the best deal I found. Otherwise, it cost about $100 for one license. So, um, that's Windows 7. Uh, I thought we'd talk about it, just Briefly. to acknowledge it. Um, so, thank you for listening to the podcast. I want to remind you of our websites, aschoolie.com, sidtalk.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash aschoolie, twitter.com slash sidtalk, Facebook, Xbox Live, like I mentioned earlier. If, you're, if you have got this new dashboard update on the 360 and you look for me A Scully Live you can also add me on Facebook as well through that if you want to do that um, that doesn't mean you're going to add them no <laughs> well unless like you're a Mafia Wars player he'll add you yeah <laughs> so um, you can also catch this podcast on the new Zoom Marketplace uh, on any device pretty much nowadays that's awesome um, you can catch it on iTunes Music Store which we don't really care about. No. When, when's iTunes going to update its thing so it looks cool and it works good? Maybe they have. We just never look at no, it. No, they haven't. They haven't. Now, when you look at our Zoom thing on there, did you look and see if our image is real big and you can see it nicely on the TV? Yeah, it looks fine. Awesome. Um, you can also uh, get this on the RSS feed, which is one of the best ways to get it. Just go to aschoolie.com, click podcast. There's links to subscribe to iTunes, Zoom, everything's there on one page. Or you can just listen to it just straight Just listen to page. it, works great. Yeah, so you can do everything. So basically what I should say every week, if you're interested in the podcast, go to aschoolie.com, click on podcast, everything about yeah, it. Yeah, just get rid of all of the crap. Yeah. Uh, you can email feedback to me at aschoolie.com. You can not email Sid Talk, as usual, because she doesn't want your bullshit. <laughs> oh my god. And, um, you know me so well. I just want to stay, uh, say stay classy and groovy. Oh, nice. And I'm going to say think for yourself, people. Think for yourself. Use your own brain, because if you don't do it, somebody's going to come along, stomp it, and do it for you. And lay some sugar on me, baby. 